You're listening to the audio-only version of Your Reality Recap's weekly show for Survivor Blood vs. Water. To see the video version, head over to yourrealityrecaps.com or YouTube slash realityrecaps. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our special Survivor Hangout, I hope. <laughs> you know the deal. You can follow me over at Twitter. I'm at Reality Recaps. And who am I joined with tonight? It's me, Eric. Uh, it's Rob Sisternino. How are you doing? I am doing amazing. Where, where can the people find you, Rob, as if they don't already know? Okay, well, I'm not going to give up my address or anything, but if you want to listen to any of my podcasts, uh, you can do so on my website at robhaswebsite.com. Uh, we are blogging and and doing video podcasts and all sorts of good stuff uh, all season long about Survivor and Amazing Race and uh, all sorts of reality TV at robhaswebsite.com. Yes, and, and we love it. And you you do stuff all year long, Rob. You don't even just do reality TV. You're also, I saw that you were covering um, The Walking Dead now, Walking right? Dead, yeah. that, the Walking Dead is a little bit like a reality show because inst- instead of somebody getting voted out every week, it's basically somebody gets ripped apart by a zombie every week. And then you get to talk about the strategy behind, uh, should that person have done that there? Should they have? Was that the right decision? So... Uh, that's a fun show to, to talk about, but uh, I know where our bread is buttered on Rob's website, and we talk about the reality TV, but, you know, the people, I, I find that a lot of people that are reality TV fans are generally TV fans, so we talked about the final season of Breaking Bad as well, so there's a lot of crossover between some of the really hit, big, hit, serialized dramas and uh, reality TV. There is, but you know what everyone wants to hear us talk about, Rob? Survivor. So that is what we are going to do for you guys right now for about the next 45 minutes. Of course, you guys know if you're watching this in our Z-Box room, that is the only place for you to leave questions for Rob to answer. We will pick a bunch of them and put them on the show. So leave your questions below where you're watching this video right now in the Z-Box room. So Rob, question. Is it true or not true that nobody wants to date somebody that doesn't make the merge? This is true. Nobody okay. wants to date somebody uh, before they uh, or if they get voted out uh, over the merge. There is a little bit of a class system with the reality stars, and it's really kind of horrible to say. But uh, most, for the most part, reality uh, TV people are horrible people, and they're very shallow. And a lot of them are thinking about, oh, is this person going to help? If I'm going to be a celebrity couple, uh, nobody's going to care about me if I am uh, with somebody. If I'm like my reality TV showmance is with somebody from before the merge, so it is a thing. Luckily, it seems like Hayden is not thinking that way, but Cat uh, seems a little, a little uh, insecure about the relationship here. Yeah, what it, what is up with Cat? And it was so awkward. Like I felt bad in a way for Hayden, which is like I'd switch. Oh, oh, I'd switch. Uh, I'd switch. Like staring him down. This kind of is kind of weird. And then he, God knows I love you, cat. But he was kind of like, what? It's like talking to a child, talking to cat. Like, I'm going to make you get to the right decision. I just got to kind of lead you a little bit. Well, I don't want to say it was like talking to a child, but, you I know, will. <laughs> it is, you know, um, I think a lot of, uh, you know, people in relationships have, have been there where sometimes the person you're dealing, the other person in the relationship might be uh, a little emotional, and you're sort of trying to, you know, navigate a different path than that you'd like to see happen. 
Ah, uh, that 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 is very PC and and good from you, Rob. Yeah, I will I will take the cat heat. I will take the cat heat. Let's jump to a question right off the bat from our Z box room. The Tarsier says you're both friends with Tyson and Aris, and I'm assuming this is to you, Rob. Uh, so which side are you with if you can only choose one? Oh my God, because um, it's been. Weird, like early on this season, you know, I, I am, I am, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say uh, BFF, but I, I would say just, uh, just good Fs with Otis uh -oh. and, and, and and early on in the season they had an alliance. I said, oh great, my friends are uh, in an alliance together, and this is great. Uh, now all of a sudden, these two guys that I'm friends with are sort of going after each other. Now I kind of feel like caught in the middle. It's like when you have a breakup, it's like whose side are you on? I've tried to be pretty agnostic here covering the breakup of Arson, Tyson, and Otis. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not going to pick a side. They, I will, uh, I'm going to be neutral. Well, Switzerland. All right. All right. All right. Um, who's going to buy me something? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want? Z-Box room. Rob no. needs something to answer that question. Well, what I, I, we, mean, what are... I mean, is, is somebody is one of them gonna uh, do, you know win the game and and you know and, and take me out to dinner? Then uh, I'll be on their side. But until then, we are neutral. I've, I'm pretty sure that's a Gina Marie move from Big Brother. I don't know if the survivors are going that route. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, were you surprised at all to see Cat lose at Redemption Island, or did we pretty much assume that's how that was going to go down? Well, once you saw what the puzzle was, and then also, if you remember that puzzle from the finale of Survivor, Blood vs. Water, uh, there was another person, Eddie, if you remember Eddie from last season, I don't think he got one piece in the whole time, and so you figured that this was not going to be up Kat's alley. Kat says, oh my god, it's a puzzle I can't even spell. I don't know what spelling has to do with a puzzle. But you kind of felt like that Kat didn't really have a great shot at this one. And I think she also psyched herself out a little bit. I think she was also like, oh, I can't do this. And I think that's sort of like half the battle already when you're sort of like, oh, well, I know I already lost, so let me try this. And she was then uh, complaining that Monica was, or uh, Laura, Laura M. was cheating. So it seemed like she was sort of like off her game there. So is it cheating, Rob? I feel, I mean, I know Jeff flat out said it's not cheating. What are your feelings on it? Is looking at the other person's puzzle cheating? Yes. Yes, that's cheating. Wow. That is, uh, that is the definition of cheating. You know, if you are in school and somebody's taking a test next to you, the teacher doesn't say, hey, looking at the next person's paper, it's okay. Uh, they say, hey, that's cheating. You're not supposed to do that. So that's definitely cheating. So uh, I will quibble with Jeff. Now, Jeff Probst could say, hey, it's, hey, you're allowed to cheat. It's Survivor. It's dog eat dog. But don't say that's not cheating. Like, that is, <laughs> that is cheating. Okay, so it is cheating. I'll give you it's cheating. So if you were ever to go back on Survivor, would you then cheat in that way? Or would you play it like cat? No, of course. You would do whatever you had to do to stay alive. I'm just saying let's let's keep it real. Call it cheating. That is cheating. But, hey, I'm cheating to win, but don't say it's not cheating. All right. 
Let's bring up another question from our Z-Box room from Diana, who says that she agrees with Julia. Do you think that there is harm in uh, taking the clue and just sharing it with your tribe mates, or is the hidden immunity idol just poison in this game? Yeah. Well, I think there's a time and a place for when the hidden immunity idol might become not as poisonous. But right now, I just, I don't even understand what's going on here. But you know, you got John, and I said this a couple of weeks ago. It's like Candace forgot to tell him who else to give the idol to after she left. It's like, well, Candace was the last person. That's it's like Candace is gone and Brad Culpepper is gone. So there's nobody there to tell John to give the idol to somebody else, and there's nobody there to tell Monica to not to do something different with the idol. So until then, like both of them are just like the last instruction I got was give it to give it to Monica. The last instruction she got was put it in the fire. So we're just gonna keep going through this cycle until something changes. But where I think this will become different is I think after the merge what'll happen is that there'll be somebody who knows they're next up on the chopping block. And I think that person will say, hey, I'll take the clue. Give me the, you know, please uh, give me the clue. And as long as that person didn't screw the person over, they'll say, all right, fine, you know what? I'll help you out. Here's the clue. And then that person already has a target on their back and now they have a chance to find the idol. That's a, that's a very interesting strategy. I I don't understand why Monica just, knowing that the merch is coming up, why she just not take that clue, hold it up in the air, march back to the tribe, and then as a group, look at that clue together to have an idol in play going into a merge. Well, that's um, interesting, you know, that, and again, this is sort of like this black and white thinking of, okay, I got to put it in the fire, I put it in the fire, but I think she's somewhat, you know, I don't think that Monica is a great strategist. As much as Kat says she's strategizing all the time, I don't think she's thinking outside the box. And maybe somebody with uh, who is a more of a strategic thinker might might say that. But I think Monica's just like, hey, last thing I heard was this is bad, so I gotta I gotta throw it away. Earlier in the season, we said, well, you know, you don't want to have to go back to your group and say, okay, here's who's in the group. But I think for Monica, she's like, well, we're going to have a merge. I don't want people to think I have an idol after the merge because then I'll be a target and I'm not a target. So, But I, I think that's interesting. Speaking of strategy, do you think it was good strategy on Aris's part or not to leave basically Tyson alone with the rest of the group? I know that he thinks they're BFFs, but just in general, is it a good idea for you to leave your whole tribe or any group in a reality TV show alone so plot your demise. You know, it's a good question. And generally, I say it's not a good idea, but I kind of feel like it's sort of like a, co a you know, cost-benefits analysis of, you know, Otis has gotten himself in a pretty good spot in this game. And, you know, I know that most, like, a lot of people are going to scoff and say, uh, <laughs> whoa, this guy went to go meditate? What, you know, what planet is he on? But... At the same time, I'm sure that there that Otis gets some benefit out of doing his meditation. He just has no idea that he it's like uh, you know if he could sort of meditate with one eye open, that would really be the ideal uh, thing, or or figure out some way to meditate uh, within you know because I'm sure that there he's getting some benefit from that, and and you know the idea of visualizing Jeff Probst reading his name as the winner of the game, I'm, I'm sure that is like a positive 
thing for him. And uh, I hope you, you know, I think that you could probably tell that I, maybe I've been in California too long that uh, this is how I think. But I do, I think that that is actually a good thing for his Survivor game. It's unfortunate that he, you know, I, I don't think he realizes the vulnerable position that he's in. And while he go, he walks, uh, you know, far enough away that it's classic Survivor. Everybody's plotting against him. So unfortunately, he doesn't know. Like I think if he sensed he was in a vulnerable position, he would not walk away. So uh, at the end of the day, it's probably a net bad thing. You never want to leave uh, people alone. You know that's why when I was on Survivor, I never wanted to be one of these people that are like, all right, we're going fishing today. We're gonna go be in the boat the whole day. Uh, and it's like, okay, I'll be here at the camp. Uh, you know, figuring out ways to vote you out all day. So uh, have fun, you know. Have a good day on on the uh, with the fishing boat. Right. So, well, speaking of when you played Survivor, Rob, here is a question from Haley in our Z Box room, who says, "Did they ever give you food off camera?" Yes, actually, uh, they did give me, but only me. Uh, there was there was like a, a bunch of times that uh, they said uh, Rob here's a pizza. Uh, there was a chicken. That I got a, uh, a that I got a Big Mac. Uh, they said Rob, oh my God, you are so you're being so funny right now, and we are you're cracking everybody up. Thank you so much for making such good TV, and you know thanks for you know voting out all these people and making this show so interesting. So we'll just give you all the food that you want. But don't so tell. I I think that is called sarcasm, Haley, and I'm going to go with no, they did not. <laughs> no, they don't give anybody food on Survivor. That's not, you know, it's a, the, the Survivor is legit, you know. But with all these crazy reality stars that if Survivor was it was not legit, like, people would, you know, come, come out and said, you know, by now, you know, the show's in its 27th season. Uh, it is for real, and it's they, they don't give you food. Right. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're giving food. Let's uh, go to Michelle from our Z-Box room who says, Rob, do you think Tyson made a mistake prepping all the guys to vote out Aris before losing the challenge? Could this put him in danger if someone sells Tyson out for his plan? That's a good question. Um, you know, you kind of you do want to kind of lay the groundwork uh, on a plan like this because you want to know who's cool and who's not cool. But I mean, yeah, I think that there is some merit to that. I think that might have been too early. Now, I don't know who Otis would have. You know, I guess you have to strike while the iron is hot, and Otis was away. But maybe the right move wouldn't have been for Tyson to say, "Hey." Here's what the plan is. If we lose, we're voting out Otis because we can't let him get to Vetus after the merge. I think the right move was probably be to more go one-on-one -on -one to each of those people. Like, uh, so, hey, Caleb, what are you thinking about after the merge? I mean, I think that there's a chance maybe, you know, we might be able to work together. I mean, it would be a shame if there was, you know, the people who were couples, if they were together, you know, sort of instead of like, hey, here's the plan, point blank, uh, it, when, next time we go to Tribal Council, we have to vote out either Otis or if we're at the merge, we have to vote out Vetus. So I, we'll see. 
See, I always, I mean, we all know they cannot fit everything into a Survivor show, and I feel like the edit always gives things away. Not so much last week, but this week, I feel like the edit laid out exactly what was going to happen. But I kind of thought, based on the fact that he was doing that, that he was going to somehow throw that challenge to ensure they'd be able to vote him out this week. So I was surprised how hard they were fighting for it in that immunity challenge. Uh, very interesting. You know, I, it was actually very close. I mean, I couldn't believe when they started this challenge. It was like, and you get to sit somebody out, and they're going to sit out Sierra? Like, I was like, boy. Like, <laughs> like we, Jeff did the insane. You have to sit somebody out, and it has to be one of the men on this team. Like, like no, you can sit out whoever you want. Yeah, but it was... It was you know, these two tribes, they look, they look like a mismatch, but both of these two immunity challenges were very close, really neck and neck. I am floored by Tina. I mean, one of the original survivors, she is still in there keeping up with everybody. I mean, she is amazing, powerful woman in this game. And I love when they were all tangled up in the chains, and I thought that was brilliant strategy to hold everybody. I, I loved it. Yeah, I that- actually... Uh, I know I know Tina from way back in Survivor All Stars. Her and I, uh, we were early boots in that game, and her and I and Rudy and Richard Hatch like were sent off to sequester together. And so I spent you know three weeks with uh, Tina after that, and she is a you know very sweet woman. Yeah, I I love I love me some Tina. Very competitive. Let- yeah. Oh. Definitely, definitely Tina's very competitive. I mean, look at her this season. It's I forgot. I forgot how well she played Survivor. And I feel Eric, like let me ask you, what, what do you think uh, of Tina uh, wanting to set up Katie with Vetus? Oh, it's on the list, Rob. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, sorry. It's, sorry. No, no. Yeah. No, Don't let's go. Ahead. Let us go, because we'll go right to it right now. I think it's ridiculous. Look. All the props to Vetus in the world for being a recovering drug addict, but I'm going to be stereotypical right now and play this stereotypical role and just say, I don't know what mother is like, oh, here's daughter, go with the recovered drug addict. I'm sure it'll work out. Well, the line that I thought was particularly odd was Tina saying like, uh, you know, whatever guy, whatever guy goes and and marries Katie is gonna have to club her over the head. I'm like what? What is I don't? What is she saying? That is, is it that Katie doesn't like guys? Why well, I don't I didn't understand what uh, she meant by that. Does she just not have any interest in dating? Uh, maybe it means that she's yeah. Maybe it just means she's stubborn or very picky or. I don't know, just look, no one's gonna, with Vetus, he doesn't have to beat her over the head, he can just drug her, so. Oh, come on, too soon, too soon. Too soon, too soon, alright, then let us go to to a question from our Z-Box room, um, it is from Brett, and, uh, oh no, I'm sorry, it is from uh, Tamir, and he says, is Hayden better at Big Brother or Survivor? And I think that is, uh, Opinion. So, what would your opinion be on that, Rob? Well, I think we need to. We haven't seen Hayden really do anything on Survivor yet, so I, I kind of feel like Hayden is better at Big Brother because I think that Survivor is a game where you probably need to make a big move uh, m- more so. And I feel like 
Uh, Hayden is probably better suited uh, the way that he has like a, a very subtle social game. I feel like he is better suited for the uh, Big Brother game, although he is uh, more of a physical player, which that translates better to Survivor. So I think the book's not written yet on uh, Hayden as a Survivor player. So I can answer that question better in a couple of months, but I think Hayden is an underrated Big Brother player. I'm pretty sure, thanks to Alyssa, the book has been written, but we will not. We will not go there. We will not do any spoilers on uh, uh, on how the Hayden story will end or or not end on Survivor. Let's go to a um, another Z box question from Annex Bananex, who says, "When do people start realizing that Hayden is a real threat?" So, do you have your crystal ball available, Rob? When? Magic eight ball, but um, yeah. answer, you can't ask it a sort of date question. Um, I think that Hayden is. If this was a typical Survivor season, you start to say, okay, well, Hayden is going to be one of these first guys out at the merge. But the question is, how solid is this alliance of five that Tyson is building? Because if he's in the alliance of five, and now there's only four people left on the other side, of course, somebody's going to come back from Redemption Island. It'll be interesting to see exactly um, what, what, you know, if this group of five holds up, then I don't think they're going to worry about Hayden for a little bit. I think they're going to be voting out the other people who are not in the group of five. Yeah, I I, com I completely agree. I think it all comes down to the way these chips are going to fall as, as things shake out. Now, do you think that the merge is going to happen next week the way everybody is predicting, or do you think we're going to get one more week out of... Um, them being in separate trials. No, I think it's time to merge. I mean, it's the eighth episode already. They also teased on the preview that somebody is coming back from Redemption Island. Uh, typically, the two times they've done Redemption Island before, somebody's come back when they've merged. So I would say um, I would be beyond surprised if next week was not the merge. Uh, I did not watch the coming attractions. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, let us go to another Z-Box Room question from... Did I elicit oh. that for you? No, no, no. No, you didn't elicit that for me. That was just me trying to trying to save face for myself. I was I was setting up the room for everybody. <laughs> um, let's go to a, another a Z Box question from Diana. Who wants to know? Um well, okay. I oh no, here we go. Do you feel like the Culpeppers and the Cody's will be the Hatfields and McCoys of reality show TV? Because here's hoping. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that's sort of. I mean, if this went on a whole season, I I would say yes. But I think that you know the cooler heads of the Culpepper and Cody families are the ones that are left in the game. Even if John came back into the game, I don't think he would feud with Monica. So I don't think that this is going to be a big deal. I think it's sort of going to be like a footnote in Survivor history, the feud between the Culpeppers and the, and the Woodcock-Cody family. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Rob, and we all know that I like to disagree, but I'm gonna agree with Rob on that one. Um, this immunity challenge, Rob. What happened to the days of when we used to get the good Jeff sound bites? Has he caught on to that? Because I feel like we have not gotten any good. You know, he's he's grappling two balls, and you know, we don't we don't have any good Jeff sound bites anymore from these immunity challenges. 
Yeah, once in a while you get uh, when we have balls in the challenge, and I think the all-time greatest one was uh, uh, Troy Zans balancing his two balls on his disc. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I missed them. Uh, or, or yeah, uh, and I think that I think that same challenge was like uh, Troy Zans balls haven't moved in two hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, those those were were good. Yeah, I think that. Um, not not very much here. So, so I think that Jeff Probst uh, may realize that, but you would think that he would want to like be in on the joke. You know, you think he would say them? Yeah, come on, Jeff. Social media. Those are some good gifts. Those are good mashups we all got. Um, okay, let's go to another Z Box question from Brett, who says, uh, "What player from your first season, Survivor the Amazon, that hasn't returned yet to Survivor, would you most like to see come back on the show? And how well do you think they would do?" Well, okay, if I could recast anybody from Survivor the Amazon who has not come back yet, I would send to the island with my with my magic wand, uh, Miss Heidi Strobel, uh, may. Maybe better known to some people as Miss Mrs. Heidi Hamels, uh, the wife of uh, Philly's uh, Philadelphia Philly uh, left-handed ace pitcher Cole Hamels, and uh, let's see, let's see how ten years has changed Heidi, and I think uh, I think she would do well. I think she's a shark. Really? All right. All right. That, that you lost me a little bit with the sports, and I was going to say, Rob, you don't know the audience you're talking to right now, but I have a feeling they are mostly your audience, so yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi Hamels, she's the original baseball bunny. Okay. I got it with baseball. Let's um, go to another question from our Z-Box room uh, from Diana, who says, do you think that Jenna deserved to win your season aside from yourself, of course? Uh, sure. I mean, I voted for her to win the season, so if we're going to take myself out of the equation, yeah, I think she deserved to beat Matthew in uh, Survivor the Amazon. I think she... I think, you know, w whenever you talk about these seasons and who deserved to win, uh, I mean, I think a good, you know, barometer is who knew what the plans were most of the time. Because sometimes you get somebody that was in there, they're like, yeah, they made it the whole way, but they sort of, like, they were never in the planning of what was going on in the house. I mean, go back to uh, Big Brother over over this summer, and how often was Gina Marie really, you know, controlling what was going on in the house? Not, not often, as opposed right. to Andy, who whoever was in power was a powerful voice in the room of what was going to happen. And I feel like, that was, you know, a fair comparison to the amount of, you know, decision-making that went on during the course of the season between Jenna and Matthew. There you go. Uh, so let's start getting into Tribal Council. Sure. Uh, Tadhana wins the immunity challenge. No real surprise there. We see them all come back. Uh, Laura pretty much. Tells Vetus, you're out. I mean, we know that happens. We don't normally see it. I kind of feel like that edit, to me, signifies he's not out. Because if you're showing it us, if you're showing it to us, when you never do, that means it's out. And then I feel like we got to tribal, and was it tribal or a production meeting? Because Jeff is up there, like, so what's your story going to be this season, and what's your story going to be? It was very awkward. Did you? What did you think of tribal? 
Yeah, I have to agree. I felt like that Jeff seemed like he was almost like leading the witness uh, there with Laura. Like, as far as I could tell, nobody mentioned Laura being on the chopping block. I mean, you had this one, like, uh, it was like a blind side, and then Laura did like the opposite of a blind side of a vision side. I don't know what you'd call that. Uh, but she basically said, uh, hey, uh, Vetus, uh, I'm, I'm very sad, but it's you tonight. You're going home. And Vetus is like, okay, is that so? And then basically everybody else at Tribal Council is like, okay, we're going to blindside Laura. And Jeff is like, all right, Vetus, if, you, if it's you tonight, what's your story? And then uh, switches to, uh, so Laura B., uh, what if it's you? What if it's you tonight? You're the one that gets uh, voted out here instead of Vetus. Uh, you were the one that opened your mouth. Uh, what if it's you? It's like, boy, Jeff, really? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, and Laura, of course, uh, you know, you know it, maybe another Survivor player might have uh, picked up on what was going on, but no, not Laura. Uh, very, still very shocked about what was happening. I have heard... Uh, both of our friend, um, Matt, from Big Brother, uh, say that he thinks Laura is the Kathy of his and Reagan's season uh, with Brittany. I don't see that at all, but um, interesting point to Matt there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it's sort of like that. I can see what he's saying in that they're both the floater who's not doing anything. Like, I felt like Laura B. kind of got painted uh, with the wrong brush tonight. I think that they sort of painted her with that, oh, she's untrustworthy. And I don't think that was the case at all. I think she was just like, uh, you know, you're going into the merge, you're trying to pare down the numbers of who's with you, and she was just a floater who wasn't with anybody, and she doesn't know the game enough to be in the alliance. So it's basically she's just the uh, you know the short stick here. You have the person that's like, well, let's we we don't really want her in our alliance, so she's gonna go home. It had nothing to do with her being untrustworthy. Like I felt like the whole thing with with her blurting out, "Hey, Vetus, it's you tonight." I thought that was a red herring. I mean, I, I kind of think that she was going home no matter what. Oh, that that is. That is interesting. I, I, I do not. I do not. You guys should comment and let us know below this video what you think. Was it always the plan for Laura to go home or not? I mean, I think it might have been the icing on the cake of the, you know, what closed the deal. But I kind of feel like from the point, like I had said last week where I felt like Tina and, Tina and Otis, I believe, are very close in this game. And that they're the only two people that have their loved one in the game. They're also the only two winners. And I believe that, you know, they were both in that alliance of five, while Jervis and Tyson are off making their own thing. I think that Otis and Tina are very close. We saw Tina the first time she played the game. Who was her, who was her wingman in that game? Colby. And I think she sees Otis as her new Colby. Plus, she wants Vetus to marry Katie. So I feel like the Baskowskis and the Wessons are in this thing together with Monica as the fifth wheel. And so I feel like Laura was the uh, Laura was always going to be the person that got voted out. Once Vetus didn't go home last week, it was always going to be Laura Bonham. Well, now, Rob, I know that you do the exit interviews with the people as they are voted out each week. So when it rolls around to you getting Laura, is that going to be something that you're going to ask her so we can get this answer? No, because in Laura's mind, I'm sure that she feels like, oh, man, I was right there. I had this thing the whole, the whole time. I was, uh, they, they switched it on me because we had this girls' alliance, and that, was, and that was going good. And I'm sure in Laura's mind, that was what was going on. But I think the 
the real question would be to ask Tina, uh, hey Tina, at what point did you decide that it was going to be Vetus that was going to go along with you to the merge and not Laura B? And if she's honest, I really think it's not going to be when Laura told Vetus he was going home. I think it's like when they decided to vote out Cat, that was when Tina decided that's how that was going to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's bring up another question from the Z-Box room from Bill, who says, Jeff Probst calls you the best player to never win. And we'll call you the Rob that doesn't suck. But what do you think the best player, or who do you think the best player is to never win if not you? Well, I think it's Suri. I, I think that Suri and I are actually uh, ver very uh, close. I think that Suri is almost like the female version of me. I think we play a very similar game, which is that neither of us want to go out and be the leader of the group. We want to make a lot. Of, we want you know we want to have good relationships with everybody and sort of keep our options open. And uh, you know neither of us are going to be a great physical asset. Uh, before the merge, but I think that both of us, you know, should we get past the merge in a game are going to be, you know, tough customers to deal with. Right. Um, uh, here is, I think, a great question from our Z-Box room. Uh, since you cover both Big Brother and Survivor, which do you think has a more bitter jury, Survivor or Big Brother? Well, I do feel like juries have become more bitter over the years, but I think that the answer is that the Big Brother jury is more bitter. And here's why. Because the Survivor game is 39 days, which is about less than half of what the Big Brother game is. And on Survivor, you go out there... And you sort of have this, and it has become less and less this over the years, but you go out there and you have this sort of shared adventure where it's like you leave your comfort zone and in some ways like you and your fellow survivors are a little bit like a, a, a band of brothers. You know, you are you know, 16, 18, 20 people that all went out there and faced a common enemy which was the elements. So you kind of have that shared bond, whereas in the Big Brother house, I don't feel like you have that sort of shared experience with the other people that you that you played with. And you also, um, you know, you have this whole backdrop of an adventure on Survivor, whereas in the Big Brother house, you really only have the relationships that you had with people. And so help you God if you betray people in the Big Brother house. And that's why I said that I thought Andy played such a great game this summer. Uh, oh, he was able. To, he was able to betray people and and win the game. I think he played a very difficult game. Uh, I think it's very hard to do what he did. So uh, I would say that uh, even though uh, Andy was able to get the votes, uh, you know, he did he did do a, a very good job with what he was doing. It, it's it was it was very difficult for him to win with the game that he played. And I feel like it would be easier to win Survivor playing the way Andy played on Big Brother. Definitely. I 100% that was my my pitch for him all season long. I know you and I both picked him to win right from the beginning. I'm just sick of the death threats. So oh. Andy should have lost. Fine, everybody. He should have lost. I will not. Rob said it. You can send those tweets in now. No. Um, 
I think, uh, yeah. Let's go to a question from Dana Goodyear from our Z-Box room, who says, Rob, now that you are married and a new dad, would you drop everything to play Survivor again? Um, you know, this is kind of like a, a tough question, because I, there, there were times in my life where I wanted nothing more than to go back and to play Survivor again. But I really feel like at this point in my life, like I kind of feel like the desire to go back and play Survivor as I get as I get older is you know is less and less. And, and I think that a big part of that is I really love what I get to do about Survivor. I still love Survivor, but I love getting to podcast and getting to talk about it every week. Uh, with all of the people that listen to my podcast, like I have, so I have so much fun getting to do what I do. And then also, you know, that you have, you know, you have a wife. Now you have a kid, and it's like, boy, am I really gonna like? Sure, it, like on paper, if you know, it, it, you write the story in your head of if I go and I win, boy, what what could I do? But then I just kind of feel like sometimes the risk outweighs. Like it's like. Boy, if I go out there and I and you know I go on for two episodes and then it's like you know now I can't talk about the you know now I can't podcast I can't talk about the season uh, you know I you know I left my family for six weeks you know you're not earning money while you're gone it's like it, it, does the reward outweigh the risk I, I don't know I don't know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I would I, I would I would definitely say no but I have to say whereas there was a point in my life I would say. Absolutely, 100%. I can't wait. I can't wait to go. I feel like it, at this point in my life, I, I don't, you know, judge myself, my self worth based on what I w wanted, you know, how I would do on Survivor. I kind of feel like I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, um, you know, what, you know, if, if I never play Survivor again, I'm, I'm very much okay with that. I don't think you should be judging your self-worth on it. I think you should be judging your worth-worth on it. And yeah. it is a one in what? 12 chance at a million dollars, Rob? Well, again, I don't think that's necessarily even. Uh, it's, a, it's a one in 20, and I think some people have a, big, a better chance to do it. Other people come in with a bigger target on their back. And I, I, I often you know, think if I did go back, I feel like I would have a target on my back. Yeah, I think I agree. I think you would definitely have a target on your back, but I think you should totally go back. You know, you have people to cover for you here, and I think you need to go in there and win it. I think you would. Or, you, what is the age to join? 18 is when you yeah. can officially. You got 18 years with your son now to turn him into the ultimate survivor player, because clearly the show will still be around. Okay. All right, well, All right. We'll, start, we'll start working on challenges. Uh, we'll do swimming lessons later on tonight. <laughs> All right, there you go. You just got to throw them in the pool. Well, I know that we need to wrap things up, Rob. So why don't you tell people where they can find you? I know that you have some late-breaking podcast award news that you might want to share with everybody, too. And uh, then we'll wrap it up. But, of course, we'll or I'll continue the conversation in the comment section below this video. So keep the conversation with us going in the edited version. But go ahead, Rob. Tell us uh, where they can find you and what's going on with the podcast awards. Sure. Later on, later on tonight, if you're watching this live, I'm going to go right into uh, Survivor Know-It-Alls, which is my weekly Survivor recap of the episode with Stephen Fishback. And we sort of will, we are definitely going to debate whether it was the right move uh, to vote out Laura B instead of Vetus and talk about uh, what is coming uh, in terms of the merge, uh, what appears to be 
next week. And of course, uh, as Eric mentioned, yes, we're Rob has a podcast is nominated for two podcast awards. And uh, what we're doing this year is, uh, should we win podcast awards, we are going to have the first ever Survivor Roast. Uh, and I will be roasted by uh, a number of uh, my Survivor friends uh, here in L.A. Um, come uh, late late January, early February. And uh, so you could uh, vote for us every day at podcastawards.com starting on November 1st. And check out all of our shows at robisawebsite.com. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rob, for taking time out of your night to come and hang out with us and answer some questions. Everybody, you can, like Rob said, go ahead and vote at robhaswebsite.com and check out all of his content. And uh, we will see you guys all around. We'll, we'll see you around soon. Eric, thanks Thanks so much for having me. You do a great job always with all of the uh, reality TV. And uh, Z-Boxing was a lot of fun. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I am sure they appreciate it. And I hope uh, to have you back again soon, Rob. All right. Well, thank you. Well, that about wraps up our Survivor show for this week. But don't worry, we have so much more live shows in store for you guys coming up. Of course, all the details for all of our live shows can be found over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live shows. So what live shows are you talking about? Well, next week we go back to our regular times for our amazing race and our Survivor recaps where we break down the whole entire show for you, John, Missy, and myself, as well as take your questions and answer them live. And that's at 3 p.m. Eastern. And then we are starting our Bravo recaps where we're going to be covering the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Atlanta, and Vanderpump rules for you all. And of course, you already know, every Friday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, we do our reality check show. And this Friday night is going to be our Halloween spooktacular. John and I are going to be in costume. You can dress up and be in costume. It is going to be amazing. And of course, our reality check show is all about what you guys want us to talk about. Pop culture, reality TV, what's happening on all television. It's just, it is such a fun show. We really hope you guys check it out. And then for all you Big Brother fans, this weekend we are going to be coming to you live with Helen from Big Brother 15, followed by Jesse next week. And again, all these showtimes and where you can watch them is all over at yourrealityrecaps.com slash live show. Of course, subscribing and joining to this Z-Box room really helps us bring you guys more content like what you just watched tonight with Rob. And if you're watching in YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe. That also helps support the show too. So until our next show, which is this Friday night for a Halloween Spooktacular, 7 p.m. Eastern. See you guys all then. Bye for now.